Hello and welcome to episode five of season three of the Connect Two podcast. I am Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes and we're back in the studio today. Yes. Uh, after back... uh, both of us uh, with our wandering adventures around uh, this this blue ball. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, if you're new to the channel, rate, review, subscribe. And if you want to find out more details on stuff that we're talking about, uh, check out our Facebook page, the Connect to Podcast, uh, where I will post links to um, things that we discuss. Yeah, exactly. And send us mail. We will respond. Yeah. Don't um, ask us on, or give us advice on how to unfreeze Facebook hacked account. Hey, I'm back, baby. I Did gotta, you get the original one? No, that's just, oh. I haven't even bothered. Goodbye. I've heard from several people who were like, yep, I just abandoned my previous account. Eventually, if there's no activity, it'll they'll just take it down. Really? So I'm, I'm now rebuilding my database of friends. Now, you were able and, to get uh, back in because uh, you had been like on a 180-day community. Yeah, so, yeah. So they made you do, tell, tell us what they did. So, yeah, so I created this new account. And the first post I put in was basically, you know, giving people a heads up that I'd been hacked. And I was locked out. And then that flagged the, the, was it community standards? I think that's what they call it. And they yeah. said, yeah, you're on 180 day uh, well, somebody, suspension. Somebody had, would have complained. So Perhaps. Maybe it's, right? the, Could maybe have been. it's uh, Jeffy. Yeah, maybe. Jeffy at mail.ru. Could be. So, because uh, it seemed for like six months, seems like you got to be doing something pretty serious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but there's an appeal process, which was really interesting because basically, they scan your your face and your head for facial recognition, and uh, and then there's an option they can either they say they'll keep it for two years or you can request that they they get rid of the facial recognition within thirty days, which I did, and then it took two or three days, and all of a sudden they just they unlocked the account and boom, I was back in business. So so I've been slowly reaching out to uh, to people. Um, Funny thing though, and again, I don't understand Facebook. So some people I've reached out to where I get this notification that uh, I'm I'm not allowed to invite them to be my friend, including my wife. It says you don't know this person, and so therefore, really, yeah. So I don't know if it's a number of people you try to friend in one session. Oh, I think so. I think or something so. like that. Yeah. But I was like, well, that's just weird. <laughs> so I think I'm back to 26 friends, or maybe a bit higher. So slowly, slowly rebuilding. Um, and honestly, the more I think about it, the, really the only reason is like I have a bunch of people back in, in Quebec, family and friends that I like, you know, messenger and all that. Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, I probably could live without it. Mm-hmm. But, um, and we have our 40th high school reunions coming up next June and they're using messenger as the sort of the, the organizing. Yeah. Thing. So, I mean, that's important, but day to day stuff, I don't really care. Oh, and today we have coffee. Yeah, we always have coffee. Wow. Now you said this was a surprise. This is a surprise. Okay. And tell me, does it taste any good? Well, first we'll smell it. it smells like coffee, and it's yes. dark. Mm-hmm. Although I'm drinking out of a black cup, so <laughs> a cup of water would be dark. But let me see here. Ooh, I like that. It's smooth. I call this jackpot coffee. Jackpot coffee. Because. We just mixed a bunch of blends together. I mixed together. two together. Aha. Uh-huh. I've got um, uh, from Drum Roaster Coffee, I've got the Classic Diner, and I've got from uh, C to C, 
uh, Cape Coffee, mm -hmm. which is uh, Eugenio Maeja. Uh, so one is from Peru, one is from Honduras. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it, it tastes it, pretty good. It, it comes out to be a, a nice mix. Yeah, Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have a dad joke? I do. I've only got one, but go ahead. Well, once I was so broke that um, that the electricity company turned off my power. It was one of the darkest days of my life. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Did you hear my uncle hasn't said a word to his wife in seven years? No. She hates being interrupted. <laughs> nice. So, Mr. Jeffrey, what did you learn this week? Are you Jeff or Jeffrey now on Facebook? Uh, I think I'm Jeff now. And you were Jeffrey before? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw my Facebook. Uh, it's a picture of me howling with laughter, which is uh, kind of how I feel about the whole Facebook adventure. So... Yes, it's uh, Jeff Cullen. Jeff Cullen. No longer Jeffery. That's right. Jeffery. Yep. I think you might have taken that picture, actually. I think I may. Yeah, it's a good picture. Um, what were we just? What did you just ask me? Uh, I asked you, what did you learn? This week? Oh, what did I learn this week? Um, well, you know, not a ton that I can put my finger on. I guess I just saw this morning there was a. a Anton Petrov is a physicist who does a oh, yeah. YouTube channel. I quite like it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I just saw a post. Hello, wonderful people. Yes. Yeah. Hello, wonderful people. That uh, solar systems like ours are actually fairly rare. I, I don't know have all the details. I don't know if it's because it's multi-planetary or because um, there's, there's obviously a lot of planets, a lot of exoplanets, but maybe they don't aggregate in you know, eight or nine planetary solar systems. So I don't know if that has any implication for the whole issue of, of life. I don't think so. I mean, if a planet's in the Goldilocks region and it's the only planet around its star, I don't see why I wouldn't be able to support life. But I guess our, our solar system is a bit rare in terms of its, what do we have, eight? Nine. We used to have nine, but now Pluto... Is a planetoid, planetoid but then again, not a planet. Then, but then maybe it is a planet now. Plus, Planet X that everybody keeps talking about is supposedly out there, but we don't really know where it is. So interesting. Anyhow, so I learned that. I saw something about they they found might have been the same. No, it was a guy named Joe. Answers with Joe. I guess they found some viruses that have arms. What? Yes. Uh, like like pods, you know, like anthropod type thing. So this is an ancient virus. Uh, now, again, I just skimmed it quickly. Actually, I was like, you know what? I don't really, I'm not sure I want to know. <laughs> I, I don't think I really want to know the details. So I just skimmed over that. And I read a really good book on sales while well, on my vacation called uh, How to Sell Anything to Anybody by an author named Joe Girard. I thoroughly enjoyed this book. In fact, I'm sharing it with my, uh, with my uh, brokerage team. The guy is the... He holds the world's Guinness world Guinness world record for the world's best salesman. Oh wow! Uh, how do you, how do you get that? Well, I guess first of all you apply for it. He <laughs> he has outsold every car uh, uh, car salesman in I guess the world. He might be retired now because the book's a little bit older. But he had a, a solid string of over like ten years where he outsold every other car salesman in the world. And uh, just by pure grit and Force work hard and, and, and 
so the book is very down to earth. It's not, there's not a lot of magical techniques. It's about planting seeds. It's about using referral people. And his biggest thing is, and, and I could see this in the car sales world. He does not hang out in the bullpen. Right. He's like, Oh, where are all the other things? All the style. And then they BS and yeah, he goes, you know what? Um, not every minute I'm making calls, I'm sending cards. I'm he's friendly. And actually it's interesting the way that that happened. Cause the guy talks about his early life and he was broke and stuff we can all relate to. And, and somebody said, well, we should try to sell cars. So he had to make a promise to the guy that was running the dealership that he would not take away any floor time. Cause I guess the way it works there, they work on a rotation, right? Mm-hmm. So like whoever the next guy that walks in, if you're the guy that's up, you go and, 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 um, you know, greet them. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he'd made this agreement when he first started that he would not do that in order to not take a floor time away from the existing guys. And so he was forced, Oh, Hey, so he was forced to do phone calls and, and he just found so much success doing it that he never looked back. So the guy sold, I think the book he'd been at it for about 15 years. He sold 12,000 Chevys in over 15 years. That's a lot of Chevys. And uh, he's like, you know, and they're not, uh, you know, they're not the high-end cars. Cars and trucks to hardworking people. So it's a fascinating book. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, yeah. Um, what about you? What, what, what new knowledge have you gleaned from this world that we live in? Well, I learned a few that's things. Positive. Uh, positive. So um, I've, I've discovered that because piracy is so rampant in certain parts of the world. Are we talking digital piracy? or No, this or is like legitimate ship piracy. piracy. Really? Everybody thinks about like. Uh, no uh, so like there's a lot of pirates who steal boats and ransom them and it's apparently a 16 billion dollar business um so a lot of um cargo ships have come up with an interesting strategy which is which is basically they put up these um these um firefighting water cannons oh yes and basically so when the pirates come at them and so they're remote controlled so there's not somebody manning the cannon that can get shot it's all controlled from the bridge and they circle the entire so it can put out fires if there's a fire on the boat Mm -hmm. but more importantly it can be used for non-lethally screwing up the pirates from getting on board (laughs) and uh so that's kind of cool what do you call a somali pirate who's got uh blown overboard by a water cannon on a on a cargo ship i have no idea bob (laughs) (laughs) oh my um what else did i learn um i learned some interesting news that physics girl who has been suffering from uh, COVID is slowly getting better. Oh, thank God. Her name's Diana Cowern. So she yep. is, uh, she, it's been pretty tough slog. Oh. She, she got married last year. Right. And then kind of got COVID and then, and basically. Uh, got like what, one of the most intense cases of a long COVID I've heard of, right? Yeah. Like totally immobilized and, and, uh, oh, I learned one more thing, but you have to promise not to tell Danielle Smith about it. What? Did you know that we actually had an Alberta police, provincial police force yes. in the early 20th, late 19th, early 20th century? 
You mean, uh, so a uh, hundred years ago? Yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, till about 19, I want to say 1934, but it might, that might even be a little bit late. We were just down in the South. Right. And so, um, so we learned that in, uh, several places down in Fort McLeod and Coleman and, and the cool thing they had one of the original uniforms, it was very much like the Mounties, mm -hmm. except it was blue. So same cut, same as the, the red surge, but, but, but a really nice shade of blue. Oh, interesting. And apart from that, looked very much the same. They ride horses too. Uh, at that time they would have down mm. there. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, APP, Alberta Provincial Police, they got, they got folded into the RCMP. I guess what happened around prohibition is the province kind of ran out of money. <laughs> Here's a cautionary tale to operate its own provincial police department. And so, and at that time they were converting the, the Northwest Mounted Police into the national um, RCMP. And so it just made sense to uh, Roll fold those guys in. And, you know, at that time, a lot of the, the, it's fascinating because you hear of these folks who were in the army and then they joined like the Northwest Mounted Police and then they went over, they become sheriff in some little town and then they come back to the, so, you know, law people were quite mobile back then. Mm -hmm. And so it, it didn't have a sense that they was, there was a lot of separation. It was kind of like, uh, they already worked together. So probably easy to integrate, but yeah, I, uh, I did not know that. Interesting. Um, another thing I learned was, although, so, so sometimes when you do things like a podcast, one of the things that's a particular attribute for podcasts is that if you listen to one podcast and then you switch to another, generally the people that are listening to it don't want to hear huge volume changes. Mm, right? from podcast to from podcast, podcast to podcast because you know you don't want to be listening and all of a sudden oh i gotta get these out of my ears right like uh so uh and and there are some uh podcasters that are notorious welcome for, to the loud so they have they have like uh one volume for their uh ads and then a different one for right their, their talking sure and uh where the, the in, in fact uh, my wife was exposing me to some new podcasts recently and uh, i was just like shocked because our podcast kind of sounded low and uh oh, what i discovered do we need to amp it up yeah i've actually <laughs> we need to amp it up there's this measurement called luffs which is uh which is basically the overall volume for your for your for your sound recording okay and when we first started the podcast three years ago podcasts were supposed to be at minus 19 luffs okay so uh, and in general they range from about minus 20 to minus 16 so okay the the lower the closer to zero the louder yep yep and uh, so we've been at 19 for minus 19 for the whole time okay and uh, turns out most podcasts have now switched to the top end which is minus 16 so and over that net those that three decibel difference right is, uh, is significant what's so, uh, what's pivot at do we know i don't know i don't know okay. if i have the tools to is there a luff meter a luff there is a well when you're doing it you basically you take your entire recording you fix it and yeah. uh, denoise it and all that kind of stuff and then you uh put it through a processor to standardize the volume i'm, I'm gonna attribute this to societal just everybody societal starts Ill. yelling at everybody yeah exactly right things are getting more shrill more loud so 
Maybe we should have stayed at minus 19. <laughs> exactly. The quiet podcast. Exactly. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. And my wife uh, is doing her drum lessons. So she is, uh, she's super jazzed. She's picking up her kit today. Oh, right on. So uh, it has arrived. It's now in the back of her vehicle. Nice. So it's going to be a loud night, I suspect. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and how is that going? It's going good. She's uh, she's got uh, she's got some abilities. She's incredibly coordinated, and uh, so you can really see that when she's she's even doing her practicing. So because yeah. uh, because she's just able to coordinate different. Like for me, I would, cool. I'm I'm not able to do that. She got the double kick. Uh, I don't know. Ah well. <laughs> I gotta uh, gotta work on my double kick skills. It's a a whole art. There's actually DVDs on just doing double kick bass drum. And well, and today our topic is uh, is basically um, uh, places to travel to and experiences in BC and Alberta. Yep. So we were on vacation in southern Alberta, and then uh, uh, the Kootenays on the back end. And uh, so gone for about 10 days and kind of an interesting trip because with the exception of the very first part, which was head smashed in Buffalo jump, mm-hmm. which <laughs> my wife and I have been talking like for 20 years, we've been talking about going there. And um, so we finally made it. And you know what? It was pretty cool. It was hot, but it was, it's a very nice facility. Have you ever been? I have been, uh, you know, I've been once very briefly. I think yeah. I passed by it. I don't think I spent any time there, though. The uh, the interpretive center is world class. Well, I definitely cut into the stone, like into the mountain, and multi leveled, and so it was it was quite quite fascinating. Um, you know, one of the one of the import, I guess, one of the interesting pieces of information. And again, you know, read into this what you want, but they're talking about how. For twelve thousand years, the the Aboriginal, uh, the native people, you know, of of that region, uh, hunted the buffalo. You know, was their their whole kind of economy, or or if you want to use that term, right? And the populations never wavered. We show up, and by that I mean white people, and within like colonizers, yeah, within two hundred years or even less, we just about wiped it out to nothing. So it's like, what is wrong with us? <laughs> so, right? So in terms of, so uh, head smashed in Buffalo Jump. Yep. Now, where is that? That's near, is that near Drumheller? Uh, no, it's further south. It's actually, it's just east of, sorry, west of Fort McLeod. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my question is, if you were to pick the top five... <coughs> places in alberta that you think a person should go to where Mm. where would that be top five places in alberta wow okay well definitely banff Mm -hmm. um why banff eh, i don't know i mean it's just a picturesque place Uh, like i i know a lot of people don't like the commercialism of it i we 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 spent quite a bit of time sort of off season, like in the winter in Banff. And it's just a neat place. Boy, that's a, there's so many places. That's a tough question. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have to say, well, what would my wife say? What do I think? <laughs> the average person. Um, I mean, there's so many places in the Rockies, you know, between, between 
Banff and Jasper, right? Like the ice, ice, um, ice fields parkway. Athabasca uh, Falls. Yeah. I mean, if so, if you're into that, Moraine Lake, Moraine Lake, there's absolutely, so many. Right? You could spend, there's probably a thousand places in there, you know, Yoho National Park. But to mix it up, um, top five places. Wow. That's, that is tricky because we've been a lot of places. Um, I would say, I'd say region. So, so that southern part where we just were, you know, let's say from Fort McLeod over to um, Frank and even moving into Sparwood, which is in BC, really gives you a sense of the West, mm -hmm. right? Like the West, like we think about it in popular culture because it's ranching <coughs> and yeah, there was a border, but really it was quite, quite fluid, right? So you get a sense of that old West uh, and then coal mining, mm -hmm. right? Then further up North, you know, we've been, it's a whole different, uh, ball game. Um, you got a lot of settlements of of like the early Christian church and whatnot. So a lot of francophone settlements up there. Um, Edmonton's got some interesting stuff. I think you know for people who like an urban environment, though we still have. I don't know if it's the world's biggest mall still, but no, it's still it's, amongst them. It's like second right? or third right now. Yeah, it's still amongst them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth seeing. Um, I guess it boils down yeah. to what what appeals to you. So, I mean, if I were to pick my top five mm -hmm. places to go, yeah, you've caught me by surprise into, here. Uh, wow. To Alberta, I would uh, I would say Drumheller for one because it's such an unusual area of the province. You know, good point. We were just there about a month ago, and just that approach. Yeah, as and it just drops, just all of you're a like, sudden wow, disappear, and you go like, holy crap, what, yeah. what, what just happened? I would say. Um, yeah, the Banff National Park, and there's so many options within there, um, but, but Banff itself, Lake Louise, and um, and going up a little further to, um, so, so that's one area. I would say um, um, the area of between Abrams Lake and um, the uh, uh, ice, ice field, the Columbia Ice Field. Yeah. That's a pretty unusual and spectacular part of the country. Yeah true absolutely um, i i do think edmonton and calgary are pretty awesome on their own if you're interested in cities yeah. um but i mean i'm thinking more of the the nature the nature part of it uh, mm. I, and i would think that down near the frank slide area towards uh pincher creek that kind of area yep so so drumheller pincher creek bath I really like Jasper, but Jasper is a bit more spread out, and right. uh, and now there's issues like Mayette's closed because there was a big, huge the the road was wiped out. Oh right, 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 right. Uh, and um, and Moline Lake, my understanding is now you can't drive there; you have to take a shuttle. Oh, is that right? Well, Interesting. That's my, that's yeah, we haven't been to Jasper for a while. Um, Jasper's in the valley, yeah. whereas. Uh, Banff is kind of in the middle of the sure. mountains. And then there's a, there's a whole region that I've been to like only once or twice, which is up around Grand Prairie and Peace River, and mm -hmm. which is sort of an undiscovered, you know, again, it's boreal forest and and kind of more akin to Jasper. Than the, so we have the, quite a wide variety of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we, were to, we were up in Fort McMurray. I was not impressed. It was like, eh, 
Okay. Portmanbury yeah. is interesting. I mean, it's a that. nice, I guess, if you live there, it's like, you know, good luck getting value out of your house in a few <laughs> years. But hey, hey, that's your problem. But um, well, if you were to pick the top five in BC, what would you pick? Oh, boy. So BC, um, Penticton is phenomenal. I, we love Penticton. Um, just being able to, to stay down by the, um, you know, by the um, southern tip of Okanagan Lake. Vancouver Island. Because we live there and Victoria was just back there last summer when we did West Coast Trail. Um, it's still, you know, really quite cool. Mm. Um, although I wouldn't want to live there again because you're stuck on the island. I think Vancouver is one of the nicest cities, you know, in Canada. Mm -hmm. I mean, after Montreal, of course. <laughs> um, where else in BC? If, if you're adventurous, and we haven't been there for years, but there's a little town way up in northern BC called Atlan, which is in sort of oh, that's gold, really gold in the mining middle, middle of nowhere. Yeah, in fact, we had to we had to fly into Whitehorse and then drive back down. My father-in-law had a gold claim up there for years, and uh, it's really not my speed. Like I'm not a small town person, but boy, you know what an interesting, unique place. And I really like Prince Rupert. Again, I've only been there once, but it seemed very, I don't know, I had a sense of almost like a maritime vibe uh, when we were in Prince Rupert, you know? Yeah, I would, um, I would, so uh, for me personally, I would say the, um, the Okanagan, particularly the Southern Okanagan part is super great. I really enjoy it's it. It's so damn hot though. Well, oh, no, I wasn't thinking as far as the Soyuz, but I was thinking okay. more like Penticton yeah. as well. That, yeah, yeah, that yeah. is pretty awesome that whole Naramata bench yes that's one of my favorite parts of bc um i think that i would also um i would pick rather than prince rupert specifically i would actually pick the um the 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 route from terrace to prince rupert that's skeena valley yeah because that river is so unusual mm -hmm. and so big and so spectacular right prince rupert in in the end is a little a little bit underwhelming um, because it, but on its own, it's amazing because yeah. you just, everywhere you go, there's wildlife. Right. So like to go to a, a town where you see 50 bald eagles and golden eagles, like yeah. just hanging out and sea lions and seals and right. you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Right. And um, I mean, I, and I the bars down by the library. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is a bit uh, it is a bit of a rundown place. So it is a bit uh, a little sketchy in spots. Yeah. Because, now it was but, it was 15 years the last time we were there because yeah. our, our oldest son was just a baby. So uh, I went there. I went there. And we stayed in. We So we left our trailer ago. in Terrace and in the worst RV park I think we've ever been in. Cause it may be even gone now, but there was this RV park and it was like literally like right in town mm -hmm. and immediately adjacent to a junkyard. I mean like immediately, like there's a fence, there's junky cars and crap. And like 10 feet away, we were camped in this RV park, you know? And I remember this, so big fishing there and uh, the, the week we were there was, was a big fishing derby or whatever. Mm -hmm. And everybody was asking us, Oh, you here for the fishing derby? And we had no idea what was, what I haven't even heard about it. And you get these weird looks like, 
Why are you here? It's like the only thing we've got going on. You know, we're like, eh, we're just here to, you know. And so, then we went to Barkerville on our way there through, uh, is it 100,000 lakes? Yeah. That's a pretty nice part of BC as well. Well, so so the, the places, so for me, it would be the Southern Okanagan near Penticton. Right. Uh, the Skeena Valley near uh, Prince Rupert, between Prince Rupert and Terrace. Um, up near Fort Liard, there's, um, uh, what's the name of the, there's a lake up there um, that 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 has got a provincial park just, okay. just below Fort right. Li, uh, the Liard Hot Springs, not, sure. not Fort Liard. And um, I really enjoy it. That, that's just absolutely spectacular. So you're driving and you're driving like yep. literally feet from the lake. Wow. And, uh, and it's, it's crystal clear and it's, it's very, that's a pretty remote place. Um, if you're camping there, you need to plan ahead. Right. Because it is, there are very limited campsites there. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, and then the other place I, I like Vancouver as well, especially like uh, the West Van area. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah, pretty yeah, pricey. Yeah, yeah. I like downtown Vancouver. The the energy. Well, we were there last mm -hmm. about eighteen months ago, right? The uh, and what did I kept saying like the tapestry of it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, there's a homeless person, like really homeless, and then right next to like you know a refurbished building. So it's definitely got a real urban energy to it that i don't think calgary and, and edmonton have too small right we're, we're we're still you need to hit a certain critical mass toronto has it montreal has it quebec city doesn't really have it again too small yeah 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 hey what's your favorite part of saskatchewan <laughs> i have not explored a lot of saskatchewan so i have to say the only i really enjoy saskatoon oh, yeah. um not so much not so hot on regina yeah um, and then the rest, uh, I don't really know much about it. Yeah. You know what mine is? What? Winnipeg. <laughs> the, Go ahead, uh, say it. It's not in Saskatchewan. It's not exactly. in Exactly. <laughs> no, I've only been, I've been to some rural Saskatchewan for work and then I was in Regina a couple times and yeah, like you, I'm like, met some really nice people. Uh, but it's just like, eh, I don't know. I've heard Saskatoon resembles Edmonton in some respects. So it I'm does. Gonna, it does. Yeah, it's a much it's smaller version. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, the place is, uh, just south of Laird Hot Springs is Muncho Lake. So Muncho Lake oh, Muncho yeah. Park. It's pretty spectacular. Yeah. That, and that, the neat part of that part of, mm -hmm. of BC is you're actually above the above the Rockies. Right. So the Rockies kind of end. Okay. And then uh, then you get a new chain of mountains that right. are different and they're a little more towards the west. Yeah. So there's kind of like it flattens out. Like I right. didn't realize the Rockies and I've always thought they just kind of went all the way up and all sure. the way down, but they yeah. don't. And, uh, the, so, uh, so is that, is that five? Did I come up with five? One, I think so. Two, three, four. I have to say, I, I and, uh, and, and Vancouver Island. Oh so. yeah. Where we just were, I really enjoy it. Like, so Fort McLeod, Coleman, Blairmore, Bellevue. No, that's where the crazies are. Um, I can't remember now, but anyways, there's a series of little towns that are all along that highway there. And, uh, like the history is quite interesting. Mm -hmm. Obviously when coal collapsed, you know, they had some serious problems. So the fact that these places are still there, I wouldn't call them thriving, no. but trying to reinvent themselves. It's pretty neat. Like people have a certain spirit that's t or tied to their history. Like the main street in, in Fort McLeod, 
um, is in a lot of movies. They they did um, the Last of Us that just filmed parts there. The uh, the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife movie they filmed around that region okay. because the main street really looks like well it could be any anywhere North America right okay uh, nicely preserved we went we saw the Barbie movie in this in Fort McLean yeah in this old theater uh, that's haunted right the Empress Theater on on Main Street either side of Main Street is just like pff, like like empty buildings and it's a disaster, but the main street, they've really done a nice job. And uh, yeah, that was really cool. Digital screen, right? Obviously done some updating, but, um, and then you go into like these little towns like Coleman, we did the, um, there's a mine tour, um, which we did not this time, but last time, which is like the, the mine shut like 1991 or something. You can actually go into the coal mine. Mm-hmm. We did coal mine tour in, um, not Fernie, Kimberly, BC. So all through coal country there, it, there's really a, quite a lot of interesting history. And like I was saying, that's where the Alberta provincial police, we found out about, <clears throat> there was a, the only woman ever hung in Alberta was involved with a murder. Oh, right, right. 19, I think you were mentioning that. Yeah. Before. In the 1920s and there's all this intrigue and she was actually hung at Fort Saskatchewan jail. Um, that's a bit of a tragic story. So murder of a police officer and, you know, fascinating history. So they're very deep in their history, more so than I feel we are here, like in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting even just um, one of the Facebook groups I follow is, follow is, got, is called Historic Edmonton. So they'll post things that are from 50, 60 years ago, and you go, wow, things have really changed, even in that period of time. I mean, I remember the rat hole. Did you ever read Oh, God, yes, 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 yes. And all kinds of weird stuff that we had in, apparently, according to my father-in-law, who's now since passed, um, a whole area like uh, where Westmount is uh, used to be kind of like cottage country, Really? So you'd actually take a train and you'd go on this long train to get to the Westmount area. Mm. And because it, and there were lakes, like McKernan was a lake. And um, so uh, they, you know, they it, it the whole place is how, how long was this? Well, I got to remember he was born in 1929. Okay. So really long Yeah, like quite ago. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, and apparently Edmonton at one point in time was one of the most electrified cities for transit in the in the the country and then they ripped it all up oh don't get me started and this was like in the like 1930s yeah so we've been stupid for a long time basically in in terms of forward vision let's not go there let's just carry on (laughs) but i really enjoyed it um so, uh, so do you have? We we have a trip planned in the next couple of weeks. We're going backcountry camping. Yes, uh, ice line. Ice line. Yep. So that'll be an interesting adventure. Uh, we've got. Uh, I'm going to. I'm 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 actually going to the states. So I'm a little bit worried about going to the states because just the level of theft and the crime is so much higher. Yeah. Down there. So I got to be a bit careful so i'm trying to figure out put it this way if you get lost get on the phone don't go knocking on people's doors okay, you might get with shot. your weird canadian accent <laughs> right yeah you hear these horror stories that they uh yeah yeah so it'll be it'll be an interesting adventure yeah and keep you know 
politics I would avoid. Actually, that's one thing we thought we're going into rural Alberta. It's funny because there's parts you drive out of Edmonton and you see some things. Oh, Let's just put it that way. Just on the highway. We were down there. Nothing. Like really? no, didn't have a sense. Now we didn't. You know, we're not asking lots of questions and and because we're on vacation, not looking for a fight. But you know, there's places where you have this sense of, and eh, you just see stuff, right? And yeah, you're yeah. like, eh, nothing. Like no, no. no it was really, it was really kind of cool and, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, uh, then we're doing ball pass with our kids. Where's ball pass? Uh, again, it's in the, it's in the Rockies. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it's outside of Yoho. Okay. And uh, that will be in sort of early September. So we might get, and Yoho we is might be hiking BC. some snow there. Yoho is in BC. I think it, I think it straddles the two. Okay. I think. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, lots of places to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that was really interesting just this past uh, week, so I went to, to Mount Robson Provincial Park, which is right. a lovely park, uh, BC Park, just on the other side of Jasper National Park. Um, and um, But uh, there's like a floodplain um on the road to jasper so between okay. hinton and jasper on the right side of the highway as you're going from hinton to jasper mm-hmm. is this huge floodplain like uh there's a river that's usually there now it has flooded slightly but it is super shallow so it was super spectacular to watch all these people walking out and standing like hundreds like football field distance and right only up to their ankles interesting like they, they walked out there but they never never got any deeper than like certainly not deeper than their knees that's fascinating yeah yeah so it was, <laughs> and there were so many people trying to look at that oh here's the thing I, so when we were in coleman my wife saw you know like very touristy right so she'd seen a display and i didn't know this but then we're driving and there was a bunch of road work so we got caught at one point on highway three, we were stuck for about an hour. Right. And we wound up in front of this tree and she goes, Oh, this is the Burmese tree. I'm like, Oh really? And it's purportedly, you might've heard of it. Cause they purported it's the most photographed tree in Canada. It's like a 300 year old tree. Right. What's it called? The Burmese? The Burmese tree. But here's the thing. <laughs> so we got stuck by it and you know, we're all pretty cynical. Uh, you've met my sons and, and we're looking at this tree and it's dead. I don't know how long it's been dead. So when you say it's 300 year old tree, bullshit. It, I don't know how old it was when it died, but it's this desiccated old tree. Very interesting. Cause it's all twisty and whatnot. And my son notices, Hey, what's that thing hanging out from one of the branches? They got some kind of like metallic support. that's holding this tree up. And then a bunch of, of anchors at the trunk. So this is a dead dried yeah, died in the tree. late seventies. Yeah. And they've just, they got it standing there on the side of the highway and it's like, this is a really old tree. And you're like, well, in the same way that a mummy is not really 4,000 years old, <laughs> you know, like Tutankhamun was 19. Yeah. We still got his bones and all that hanging out, but he ain't 4,000 years old. So it's very ha- funny. So apparently it died in the late seventies uh, after losing its needles. Limber trees. It's a limber tree is yeah. known to survive harsh conditions that are one of the longest living trees in Alberta. Right. 
The Burmese tree was estimated to be between 600 and 750 years old. Oh, okay. Well, see, the sign doesn't say that. In 1998, wow. it was toppled by wind. <laughs> However, the members of the local community refused to leave it lying. And the tree was stabilized by Alberta Culture uh, Historic Site staff using stainless steel rods and brackets. You got it, baby. In 2004, <laughs> Just like... vandals cut one of the tree's main branches. Oh, no. And locals <laughs> fixed it again with glue and a prop pole. That's the pole. Yes. The community rallied to have a new Highway 3 built around the tree rather than destroy the heritage symbol it has become. The tree remains the sole point of interest in the once prosperous town of Burmese. Which is gone. Uh, it's also the name of a band from Vancouver. I tell you, they could pick this thing up and move it, and nobody would know. Really? Well, it's dead. You know, move the highway. They're gonna move the back ten feet. Who who would have known? So it's it's quite funny. But yes, thank you for filling in. Because we noticed that pole, and we're like, what the hell is this? The weird thing though is there's another tree that looks just like it that is dead, lying on the ground just next to it, and we're like, why didn't that tree get any love? <laughs> no. I don't know. So I didn't know it was 700 years old. That that is impressive. But apparently, it's the most photographed tree in Canada. Um, and uh, there it is. You see the picture there. That's exactly what that it looks exactly like. It. It's an old dead tree. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> well, it reminded me of there's a Joe Pesci meme. Have you seen it? No. I don't know where it came from, but it, it's kind of all over YouTube right now. It's just Joe Pesci looking at whatever people want to superimpose him over. And he takes off his glasses and he goes, What the F is this piece of S? That's <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> Joe Pesci be like, Where's this tree? It, Where's been, this tree you're making such a big deal out of? It's been vandaled by what the youths. Yeah. Anyhow, funny stuff. Um, okay. Um, what kind of media have you been consuming of late? Well, I read that book by Joe uh, Gerard. Joe Pesci. Joe Gerard. Yeah. I've been, uh, since I've been back, I'm just, I'm making my way through Justified. Love that show. And then I started, I read a Jack Reacher novel that I bought at a secondhand bookstore. Blew through that. The uh, the one that they made the second Tom Cruise Tom Cruise movie about. Okay. Yeah. So that well, last night I started watching that Tom. I'd never seen it, but I'm watching. It's pretty good, it. although he's very short for. He's Jack very Rager. short. Well, he was. I saw the first one, and now this was the sequel with uh, Kobe Smulders, right? Okay. Uh, sure. She's playing like some MP major, and of course he's retired, and so so far, really, what I wanted to see is how did they adapt the screenplay. Because the book is quite, as most novels are, it's you know it's very uh, involved, a lot of detail. I wanted to just sort of see while it was fresh, like how did they actually cobble the story together in, in an hour and ninety minutes? And so far, it's it's pretty good. You well, know? I watched the so, Reacher Jack Reacher TV show. Love that show. That was really season good. two's coming out, and I can't remember which book they're adapting, but um, but it looks good. And and some people are complaining that they're not bringing back the rest of the cast. But of course, that's what the whole thing is. He's always moving from place to place. Yeah, yeah. You can't bring back the cast because he's always they're going in that him. town over there, right? Yeah. So, But I think it's going to be... And apparently he's getting even more jacked for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so pretty he's, big man. He's a huge guy. He's about 6'4", yeah, Alan yeah. Richardson. Do you know one of his claims to fame? He played one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the... Uh, 
in one of the adaptations, um, probably the one in the nineties or or late eighties. Well, he also played as a he was Michelangelo teen, or something. Teen Titan. He was in the Teen Titans. Oh, who did he play in the Teen Titans? He was Hawk. Okay. Yeah. And uh, spoiler alert: he he died. Oh. <laughs> but the um, the uh, oh. Um, have you been watching Strange New Worlds? We're four episodes oh, no. in the can because oh, my wife no. was watching the end of Discovery. Oh, so no. I'm holding off and I've heard it's, I saw, I saw one episode that she hasn't seen yet and I've been holding off. So we're going to binge here pretty soon because oh, the my. season finale is this week. It's today. It's today. And I hear it's going to be pretty dramatic. So well, even though it's really good. So, so I, um, I know one of them is a musical and that yeah. has been mixed reviews. Oh, it was good. I, I think Star Trek people like that. And I think it was less uh, Star Trek people. Are, it was very much in look, the, 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 there's a Buffy, the uh, vampire slayer. It's oh, a musical. Right. And it works. Okay. And this, so here's my one question. One about it. Don't give me any, and I don't like musicals. Don't no. give me uh, any spoilers, but is there a logical reason for it to be a musical? Sort of. Okay. Okay. There is a logical reason for it to be a Because in season one, they had that one episode where there are all these weird... Remember, he's like... Uh, Dr. Mbenga was like a king, and then Christopher Pike was sort of like the... the I don't know, some sort of you know, bureaucratic goof. and But it made sense. There was a you know thematic reason for it. Yeah. And they had fun with it. But. Yeah. No, there definitely is a... Okay. Uh, it, I mean... It, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I mean, as with most musicals, they're not super solid, but it, it's enough. It right. works. So have you seen the Barbie movie yet? No. It is. It's really good. I found it a little bit uncomfortable. I mean, it is a nuanced movie, right? As much as it appears to be kind of lightweight, it is really not, right? And so apparently I was listening to Kara Swisher and, and Scott Galloway. And she said, you know, you have to sort of see it a second time to really get the get stuff that you missed. But on the first viewing, there's parts where, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're definitely taking the stuffing out of the patriarchy. Right. But she was saying they also make a lot of commentary on, on sort of ultra feminism, right. When you necessarily don't get that the first time, but if you watch it a few times, but it is, it is brilliant. I mean, the, the performances are really good. The humor is awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, um, the cast is, is phenomenal. Like Simu Liu is great. And what's her name? Um, um, McKinnon, Kate McKinnon okay. as weird Barbie is really good. And of course, Margot Robbie is just nails it. Right. Like she just nails the role. Uh, well, I think she produced it, didn't she? Yeah. And um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan, Ryan uh, uh, Gosling. Uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken. It's a nuanced performance. There's times where you don't like him. Um, yeah. It's, 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 there's some solid layers there. So, so, um, yeah, so so I was gonna say with Strange New World, I knew that there was going to be a musical version, right? But um, so and uh, I saw um, the one that was the crossover. Yeah, I haven't Lower seen Deck. that yet, but I've heard it's good. It's phenomenal. Yeah, 
And then I thought the musical one was the next one. So I encouraged my wife to watch it with me. No, there was a dark one in between, it was wasn't it? Very dark. Yeah. It was a very dark. Uh, I mean, it was really, it was a great story. It was well told. Right. And all of these episodes, the, the writing is just. Oh, I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so, so don't make the mistake of thinking the one after the crossover that was light and it's fun. fun and light. It's yeah. Light this would be it, great. It, no, no, this is so sad. It's really dark. <laughs> no, cool. like really dark. Yeah. Um, and then, then there's, there's the musical one with subspace Rhapsody. It, it's actually, it's, it's very clever. Yeah. And, um, and we'll see what happens with the season finale. I'm just, I'm enjoying all of it. Yep. Um, I, I've also been watching Foundation. Yes. And Foundation is that. getting super yeah. interesting. It's uh, again, it's well written. It's incredibly right. well produced. Yeah. Um, so, and so the, but unlike the Strange New Worlds, where each show is kind of an individual, like, right. like a little mini movie almost. Yeah. So, like going back to the, the serial. Yeah. Or non like standalone episode. Yeah. Format. Whereas Foundation is absolutely right. The, if you miss an episode, you're you like, missing. You have to go back. Yeah. And in fact, there are episodes where so there'll be there's these multi-threaded storylines that right. are going on. And the last two episodes, there were significant threads that were not advanced at all because right. they focused on the other ones. And then yep. they switched between the, oh, the two yep. weeks. So we'll see how that goes. When the last time we filmed, we hadn't seen the, the last uh, episode of Secret Invasion yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. What did, did you think? It? I did. I thought it was okay. There's, been, I thought it was there's a just, lot of I criticism was, about... I thought it was just okay. I mean, yeah. I thought the ending made sense. It yeah. tied up. Uh, I wasn't critical about the... I, I figured... I actually suspected that uh, that Nick Fury was not as he appeared. Right. Um, that he was kind of faking the radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. so I was totally correct. But I, the uh, but I would say that the um, so the thing that was missing in uh, Secret there were no Avengers. I mean, other than Maria Hill, who was there very briefly. Yep. There were no Avengers, right. although. Um, when they turn into super scrolls and they're absorbing you yes. see parts of these other Avengers, but you don't actually see any of the Avengers. No, and they sort of have a throwaway line to explain why. I, I have to admit, so the guy who does Screen Crush, you know, big MCU fan, and, and but he had some really honest commentary. And I think apparently Bob Iger, because we can go down that whole rabbit hole of Disney's slow unraveling, right? But now apparently it said... They're going to they're going to cut back on content, and you could tell because like he pointed out there were so many things that were just done so cheaply, right? Yeah. And yeah. Apparently, they had to do a whole bunch of reshoots because the Ukraine, because Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. And of course, in the original, I shouldn't say of course. Apparently, in the original screen uh, play or or script, Russia invades Ukraine in Secret Invasion, yeah. and they were like. Ooh, can't do that, right? Yeah. It's too too close to the bone. So they reshoot a bunch of stuff, low budget. So he was commenting on like, for instance, the scenes when the president is taken to the hospital. And he goes, compare that to uh, any episode of ER, right? yeah, yeah. where the ER is packed with people. You've got cops running on. This is supposed to be the president of the United States. And it looks Being like a room. Brought into like a hotel the hospital. Room. It looks like a hotel and room. There's like six people in the scene, right? Yeah. And so there was just, 
that kind of production value. But I thought some of the performances, like like Samuel L. Jackson, uh, um, is it Ben? Um, uh, I know. King, his, no, I know his last him. name is Nadir, who played uh, Gravik. Oh, Gravik, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he was, phenomenal. He was phenomenal, yeah. Oh, Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Right? I mean, so the solid performances. I thought the story was interesting. Yeah, it was a bit weird. They didn't really use Rhodey very much. You know, they could have done yeah, more. Rhodey, I thought, was a little weak and yeah. was easily manipulated. The reveal seemed a little bit underwhelming it seemed you know? pretty obvious it's over the phone and yeah. so again it seemed like they oh i love the the british woman she's hilarious oh uh, right? elizabeth coleman right who played the police woman in um hot fuzz yeah yeah she is hilarious well, she's been in a bunch of stuff she yeah. played queen in the crown right she won an academy That's award right. okay. for that academy yes. award emmy emmy yeah she won uh she won an academy was award. she in any of the harry potter films Ooh, I don't I know. I don't think so. Right? I don't think so, but no. I, I wouldn't have been surprised if she had. She's she's amazing. She's also, she's been in some detective uh, shows. Yeah, 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 British yeah. British detective shows. So, she's uh, really accomplished. She's quite good, yeah. Anyways, I, um, so I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I think it, people are like, oh, is this the death of the MCU? I don't think so. I think if they pull back. No, but the thing I really noticed, back, I really noticed with Disney Plus is they don't have a lot of stuff showing up. No. Like there has been, um, so we had Secret Invasion, but if you go there, there isn't a lot of new stuff. No. There's a lot of the old stuff. But... I think I think we talked about this. I, I'm predicting that we're going to go back to an aggregator model. And apparently Netflix, again, listening to Pivot, you know, Netflix is profitable. Like they've, they've just become profitable and they are going to really clean up with this actor strike because they have productions in you know in morocco and in spain and that falls outside of the, the sag africa absolutely so they're going full tilt on new content and i think my prediction for what it's worth is that i think they're going to i don't know if i said they'll win the streaming wars but they'll certainly be one of the standing and it's some of these networks who when you really think about it even disney it's like what made Netflix so powerful? We're taking everybody's content, a mishmash, you know, one-stop shop. Yeah. And now these studios are like, we're going to do our own streaming thing. You know, okay. Now Disney had a pretty good shot because their their catalog is so massive. Well, and their kids. But then you have like Peacock and they're like, oh yeah, hey, we got, we got all those episodes of The Office over here or, or you know, old NBC shows. Huh? Huh? Yeah. 12 bucks a month, you can watch all of Cheers. It just doesn't, it don't fly. No, it's no. like, yeah, I don't know. And then Paramount coming late to the party, taking Star Trek off of uh, Crave, right? With the exception of, of Strange New Worlds. And they think and they're going to launch, they think they're going to launch Paramount plus Canada. Dream on, man. It's going to be a total failure, right? Yeah. Well, an HBO that became HBO Max, now it's right. called Max. Didn't even say yeah. HBO, and uh, I mean you're losing the branding. It's like Scott Calloway like, was going like Twitter, nuts about Twitter this. and X, right? Like he was using that example. Was the dumbest branding mistake in the history was taking the HBO brand and turning it into Max. It says until 
until until Twitter <laughs> Twitter becomes X. I mean, when you have a name of something and it is, uh, you use it to describe yes. what, an action, like tweeting. Exactly. Right? And all of it now, what is it, Xing? Like, well, did your phone update? Because mine yes, did. mine did. And yeah. then, yeah, and it's like, well, now it's just a dumb looking X. X. And it's black. Like, that's very cool. The funniest part, I don't know if, like, we have an iPhone. You do too, right? Like, if you look at on the on the thing, like where it says Facebook. It says Facebook yeah. underneath, but X has a little has a X. tiny little X under it. It just looks dumb. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Anyhow, big mistake. Okay. Um, parting thoughts. Parting thoughts. Um, I uh, I'm looking forward to the next month or so. You, I am going to be busy. I'm going to be gone yeah. for part of it. So uh, we'll see how that goes uh, in terms of our episodes dropping. We might have to do a couple in reserve so okay. we're ready to go but uh and we got a new microphone not using it today but we'll be able to do the guest thing now yeah so that'll be exciting yeah I'm, bring in some new guests i'm looking forward to trying I, I think to, we should try to get danielle smith on the show <laughs> yeah let's open invitation <laughs> <laughs> anytime danielle we anytime. dare you to come <laughs> okay um have a great week you too take care bye okay, bye